Okay, I'd like to welcome everybody to uh, this latest podcast, and this will be on the August 2006 uh, CTSS quiz, and these will be the answers. So, case one, um, you can see, first let's look at the image, and you can see in this case, uh, there's a large cystic mass subcarinal region, water density, well-defined displacing structures, and then I ask the question, what is the most likely diagnosis in this patient? And you can see there's several choices, mediastinal abscess, bronchogenic cyst, seroma, lung cancer. Well, abscesses can be cystic, but mediastinal abscesses are pretty rare in the absence of instrumentation or trauma. Sarcomas can be necrotic, but this is very smooth, water density, well-defined. Doesn't look like lung cancer. And so this is a classic, classic appearance of a bronchogenic cyst. And you can see when I go back to the images, Good location, subcarinal, very, very classic for a bronchogenic cyst. Okay, I'm sure you got that one right. Another case, let's look at the images first. And here's a set of images, and I, and I ask you, what do we see here? Well, it's clear-cut in these two images. What you do see very nicely are the patient's uh, saphenous grafts. You can see that button where the uh, grafts are implanted. And so I asked the question, what was the best diagnosis for this case? And... Uh, give you a number of possibilities and the best answer is patent saphenous grafts. Now uh, it's important that I do comment that these are volume rendered images and they are typically not the only images you could look at for looking at um, the patency and of course you could be fooled with these images because we tend to look at the surface and not inside so this is step one we would use curved planar reconstruction and that would allow us to get inside the vessel. But when you look at these in general, they look very nice, and uh, these were patent vessels. Let's go to the third case. And we said that in this female, what's the best diagnosis? You see volume rendering, you see MIP, you see a markedly hypervascular lesion. Notice on the volume is kind of fluffy, there's a feeding vessel inside it. And you go to differential diagnosis. You can think about hepatoma, you can think about hepatic adenoma, you can think about hemangioma, and it can be a difficult diagnosis at times when you have a vascular lesion, but particularly when I'm only showing you one phase, but this kind of fluffy lesion with a central feeding vessel, and the lesion, if I gave you images later, might have a scar, would become isodense. The best diagnosis in this case was focal nodular hyperplasia. Again, it's kind of tricky when I'm only giving you one set of images, but that's the answer. Okay, next case. In this patient, the question was, uh, could I do a medial stenotomy or not in this patient? And you can see there's two images present. And what you see in these images, this patient has had a bypass graft, and that was known, and they needed to do a redo procedure because of this aortic dissection, so they wanted to go back into this patient. And what's nicely shown here is the saphenous graft to the base of the heart is sitting right in the middle of the chest, right behind the sternum. And that would make revision surgery in a classic mid-sternal approach impossible. The surgeon can do a different approach. Again, we're seeing more and more cardiac CT being referred to us for redo procedures to look where the vascular maps are and what potential danger can occur. And so it's a very good application for cardiac CT. Another case, pair of images. You can see a markedly dilated tubular structure 
which you recognize is the esophagus. The question is, uh, this patient had mediastinal widening. What was this mass? Well, obviously, it's the esophagus. is not adenopathy. It could be a distal esophageal cancer. That's a possibility. But when you look at all the images, when I see esophagus this dilated, full of fluid, you got to be thinking about achalasia. And that was the correct answer for case 5. Case 6, I gave you a number of different possibilities. This was referring to the adrenal gland. What would be the best answer? When you look at the images, you see a hypervascular lesion, right adrenal gland. It's only a sonometer. There aren't many causes of hypervascular adrenal lesions. The most common, and the answer in this case, is pheochromocytoma. Uh, hemangiomas, occasionally metastatic renal carcinoma, can give hypervascular lesions to the adrenal. That's pretty rare. So the one you got to think about, if I see a hypervascular mass, I'm thinking about pheochromocytoma. Okay, let's do another case. Let's go to case number seven. Let me show you the images first. Look at these images carefully. Look at the coronary artery. And what you see is, and you can see the answer right on top, is that the right coronary arises off the left cusp. This is one of the key variations because you can see that the proximal right coronary is pinched because it's going between the pulmonary outflow tract and the aortic root. And this is one of the potential malignant types of uh, variations. Again, we do see 5% or so of patients having variations in coronary anatomy. Many of the times it's just incidental and not critical. Other cases such as this one, it can indeed be very critical. So something to be aware of. Very nicely shown on these images. I do find that often 3D mapping from a display above the heart Scrolling down with works very well in this case. Now let's go to case number eight. And you can see in this case, we see opacification of the right hemithorax. You can see there's occlusion of the right main stem bronchus. And I asked you what the best diagnosis in this case would be. There's loss of volume. Also, look at the adrenal glands. You see bilateral adrenal masses? That makes it easy. This has to be lung cancer. Y you know, the bottom line. In this patient, you can think about adrenal masses. You go through a differential diagnosis. But when you see occlusion of the right main stem bronchus, you see opacification of the lung. It has to be lung cancer. And so these lesions are classic for metastatic disease. Mets can be somewhat necrotic. They're typically round. But they can be somewhat triangular. So indeed, very, very variable. Let's go now to the next or the ninth case. And I show you this set of images. And what's very impressive here is the extensive splenic lesions. The spleen and liver are enlarged. There are some hepatic lesions present as well. So again, think of differential diagnosis, hepatic and splenic lesions, possibility lymphoma we think about, we think about METS. Melanoma can involve both, but the lesions typically aren't this small. When I see very small lesions, I think lymphoma, I think sarcoid. In this patient, without any other findings, I'm thinking sarcoid. Now, in terms of adenopathy, both sarcoid and lymphoma can give you extensive nodes, be it in the chest or chest and abdomen, or abdomen alone for that matter. Uh, again, it's a critical differential diagnosis. Think of sarcoid. That's very important to consider. And number 10, our last case of the day. See these nice examples here. What is this material? Well, that's contrast when you look very carefully. 
again, you can look at the pre-contrast scans, but this patient had a bladder perforation secondary to trauma. You nicely see the uh, extravasation of contrast. This is a CT urogram. We distend the bladder under gravity by up to 500 cc's of saline with 30 cc's of omnipake mixed in. This nicely distends the bladder without causing any complications. And then if there is extravasation, as in this case, we do see it. So that's the uh, 10 cases for this month. Hopefully you got them all correct. And if you did, you may be the lucky winner of our CD of the month. I would like to tell you what the CD is, but I can't remember. Anyway, have a nice day. Thanks very much.